0: Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is, well, it's kind of a, a sort of catch all show at the moment we're doing now. Um, so, we're going to give you a little bit of everything today, a little smorgasbord of, of wrestling goodness. I am, as always, your boy Big Tasty. I am joined, as usual, by Jay. How's it going, mate? Not
1: too bad. Not too bad.
0: Um. And if you're listening to us on Jack's radio, and I'm going to say this repeatedly throughout the show, if you're not, you should be. Uh, We will have been played in by the wonderful I'm Still Standing by Elton John, which I've chosen for no reason whatsoever. (laughs) It's thematic, isn't it? (laughs) Right. I didn't even switch on to (laughs) that. (laughs) <laughs> um, Alright, so we'll crack straight into some WWE bits and bobs. Um, surprisingly, a, a slightly quieter week this week, even though there was a pay-per-view. Not not as much going on behind the scenes in WWE as there was last week when everything was just sort of on fire. Yeah. But still, uh,
1: still it's a, almost, almost a triple at- It's not fire
0: <laughs> it's like, well. It's like a, a few little bits of bobs. So some interesting little uh, little snippets. We'll talk about mm-hmm. them briefly, and then we'll we'll do, we'll do a little rundown of, of this weekend's SummerSlam, which was which happened took place on Saturday night. Because yeah. WWE have decided that people in the UK get to stay up and watch them now, which is actually quite nice. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I
1: really like Saturday night pay uh, It's
0: so annoying, isn't it? Because like AEW used to start like they used to do them on a Saturday, but then they switched like last year and just haven't switched he, back.
1: He said. Tony said about that, that it's um down to like bank holidays. If the, if it's a bank holiday, he's gonna he'll put it on the Sunday. Because he you knows people are off work.
0: An American, if... an American bank holiday, not for us. No, no, an English one. Oh, right. Well we the last like three have been like none. Because Sarah's had to like basically stay up and go straight to work after watching them all. Yeah. I did the same with that uh, So what, you mean, what what he money means is all his good gear gets delivered on the Sunday, so he wants to like ride the high straight through.
1: I think, well, I think with all else, it would would have been on the Saturday, wouldn't it? But with Clash of the Castle being the same day, well, it's the last
0: few nope. who, because of like boxing matches, haven't they, and sort of stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I imagine they probably don't want any kind of overlap with Clash of the Castle as well.
0: Uh, right, well, we'll get to W in, in, in due time, but we'll start with some yeah. WWE news and our first story regarding SummerSlam. Actually, um NBA star Dwight Howard made an appearance at this weekend's WWE tryouts ahead of the SummerSlam uh, Premium Live event. He participated in in in-ring drills and even cut a promo. So he is an eight-time NBA All-Star, and he referred to himself as Shonuf, a reference to the villain of the 1985 film The Last Dragon, which I have never seen.
1: You've never seen The Last Dragon?
0: I've never seen The Last Dragon. I'll watch it now just to see what... Dwight Howard's been on about. It's important good to note b- b- before we uh, before we discuss this, important to note that Dwight Howard is currently not signed to a uh, any team in the NBA. He is an unrestricted free agent.
1: Yeah, he did he did also say um in an interview, uh, Fightful Feifel interviewed him because obviously the trials were like open plenty. Yeah. Um so Fightful actually like a an little interview and he said that he does want to become a wrestler at some point. Yeah, he's clearly so, got a lot of
0: uh a lot of love for the business. He's sits clearly into it, isn't he? If he's if he's cutting yeah. and there's pictures of him like with Triple H and stuff backstage, is there and sort of stuff like that. i will
1: probably be another one of them when he signs his fucking NXT deal, won't <laughs> Yeah. At yeah, the
0: Logan Paul treatment just straight on made. So, um, right, what AEW assigned a former basketball player right fucking get me Dwight, get Dwight Howard in right now
1: I, I was gonna say to be fair like basketball players do kind of transition quite well like Undertaker used to be a basketball player
0: so did John um, mate
1: come on play the game yeah, don't um, <laughs> do it. don't did Lance Hart, Lance Archer didn't he
0: yeah also Enzo and Cash method a basketball game but you know I don't think we can blame basketball for that
1: Adam Cole and Britt Baker go to basketball games Tony Khan they do um, yeah, um and obviously like in more recent memory like Shaq had that match, which was better than it had any right to be.
0: Yeah, and um, then disappeared.
1: And then he did dis- do like a disappear like he's the undertaker. So um,
0: just to just to give a bit more on Dwight Howard, he is thirty six years old.
1: So if he wants to become a wrestler. I mean to be fair, that like basketball players usually play until about forty, don't they?
0: I was going to say I don't know what's the what's the sort of average length for a basketball player. I know Shaq went forever, didn't he? And Kobe, um, like they just kept going on and on and on. But a lot of how, people don't. How
1: old? Michael Jordan was like forty
0: two when he retired? Yeah, like, he was he was a freak of nature,
1: though, wasn't he? Yeah, I was I was going to say how old LeBron because he's still playing, isn't
0: he? Yeah, I think he's, 80s, like, late, 40, I think he's like late late thirties, maybe. Uh, let's have a look. eighty four. I mean, com- com- yeah, we're comparing everyone to LeBron. He's 38 in December. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. So yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, if, if Dwight Howard doesn't get picked up by another team, he's obviously looking at wrestling as a serious alternative, which is cool. Um, yeah, fair play to him. Good, good yeah. crack. Dwight Howard, go get it. Uh, yep. moving on to the next piece of news. Um, basically, this one just makes a mug out of us because it contradicts what we said last week.
1: Well, I, I think I think personally, this is kind of um one of the first sort of like impacts we're gonna see of um the um triple H and like Stephanie era like is this
0: so, had- so we're talking about Max Dupree is apparently back with Maximum Male models. He appeared with them on the July 29th edition of SmackDown, which was last Friday. No his sister is still his, his storyline sister is still there as well. They've just expanded haven't they so, to well, help I think-
1: both of them. Yeah. I think he'd already said that neither he was going to bring his sister was going to come along.
0: Yeah, but then she was going to replace him, and now they're just they're doing the original plan. Um, this is, I mean, this is like just severe, like whiplash here, isn't it? It's like, oh god, he's out and he's back in, and obviously, mm-hmm. as you said, this is like Vince's. This it, is the Vince. This, like this the, is this. This is like the Vince plan being set on fire, and it's like, no, it's it's Daddy Trips now.
1: Yeah, this was the this was the first like Triple H act I feel uh, that we. We saw, obviously, we saw another much more significant one at SummerSlam. Yes, we did. Um, and he, he's been kind of teasing that we might have something similar happen on Raw tonight uh, at the time of recording. Um, so, yeah, it's its interesting. I, I mean, I think that Max Dupree, LA Knight, Eli Drake, whatever you want to call him, um, is an insanely talented talker. Yeah. Um, it just makes sense to put him in like a management role, a it manager was, role.
0: It was the most Vince thing, Gareth, just like not like the way he talked and therefore take him off TV.
1: Yeah. Uh, like EC3 before he become like a fucking gun nut. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
0: <Well>. <laughs> uh, right, moving on then. Next up, Drew McIntyre will challenge for the Undisputed Championship at Clash in, the Clash in the Castle in Cardiff on September 3rd. I mean, no, this doesn't really surprise anybody, does it? <laughs>
1: I I like the fact that they did like the number one contenders match with Sheamus and Drew as well. So it was like, regardless, it was going to be a British person.
0: Really, a British person,
1: yeah. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. Someone, (laughs) someone from the British Isles. Then,
0: yeah, someone from the the greater landmass of the British Isles. Yeah, Uh, I mean, I was going to say, like, does 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 the WWE think that Drew is Welsh? Is that is that more? Do they think Cardiff's in Scotland? Like, what's going on?
1: It's it's like the thing I mentioned on the. Discord the other day where I was like America just generally thinks everything's a fucking stone throw away from yeah.
0: Like, oh yeah, it must Africa. be like the next village over or something like that. Did yeah. they, did Mason Riley the one read? Could they not get a hold of him? <laughs> Rob Terry <mate. laughs> Rob Terry, fucking hell. Flash Morgan Webster wasn't available to uh to get hot hotshot to the title match.
1: I quit, didn't he?
0: Is he no he's, he's still listed as NXT on his uh on, on, on the Wikipedias?
1: It's um no his contract expired He's working in the
0: Indies. Fine, give me a fucking Mark Andrews then.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, never, ever, ever, Mark
0: Andrews. So, yeah, I mean, this is like the least surprising news ever, isn't it? Like Drew is Drew is like a, a top-tier guy. He's the only top-tier guy they have really for, like from the UK at the moment.
1: And he's like one of the only people at Rome and hasn't like just steamrolled. I mean he did beat him so bad that he made Aaron Shave his hair off.
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> what oh, was god. A, a shockingly misplaced act of patriotism Aaron got all full of Scottish pride oh, and bet his uh, hair on, Aaron. Three, I can say.
1: Aaron got it all for fucking Scottish Pride and that it was brilliant. <laughs> uh uh that, and... that, that, our Facebook page if anyone would like to see Aaron.
0: Oh, there's a video, <laughs> it's if phenomenal.
1: It yeah, check that it out, it's well worth watching. Um I and... comments that his name was crying.
0: Uh, Triple H spoke to Nick Houseman of Inc. to discuss how the show would change under his leadership while admitting he feels as though he couldn't, quote, fill those shoes by myself, meaning Vince's uh, he claimed he wants to make WWE again, quote, better than it's ever been
1: Yeah I think he's probably gonna have a good job
0: of doing that It's just so weird to see someone in this position show, like, even an ounce of humility isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I think the thing with Triple H, which is, like, it's why NXT was, Black and Gold was so popular and, like, why it was so, what um why, why it, like, kind of resonated with so many wrestling fans is it was Triple H saw what, like, a company like Ring of Honor, for example, was doing. And obviously, like, loads of other indies as well, but Ring of Honor was kind of, like, the, the blueprint of what NXT Black and Gold was. And he just, like, thought I could do that with, like, a, at WWE, like a pain, so to speak. Yeah, and people just loved it. And it's it's good that he, he kind of like he's always listening to the fans. He's always watching other products. He's. Always- I mean,
0: that's that's the key thing. I think it's not like regardless of your opinion on Triple H, and I know he has people who really like him, some people who are a little bit more on the fence about him. But he does like he's willing to admit that he doesn't know. He 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 will admit he doesn't know everything. Whereas Vince was so bullish that he just assumed that he was right all I- the time.
1: I think the other thing as well with Vince is that he was in like an echo chamber. He only watched WWE. That was the only like yeah. kind of that was literally the only media he consumed. Was Vince WWE.
0: Vince has never seen Kevin Steen versus Al Jericho at Death Before Dishonor. Oh, he hasn't.
1: He's not seen a lot of war, <laughs> but the match that nearly made Ryan, do a sick. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so it's it's again just a refreshing attitude. I mean, it's I think it's going to be small steps. I think people who are expecting sea changes are going to be disappointed. Uh,
1: how long? How long do we think till uh, Triple H reverts NXT 2.0 back to black and gold?
0: When did it change initially? It was about a year ago. I was going to say, I think he probably, I think take, he won't do anything for at least six months. I don't think. I think he has to run it as it is for six months to see what what it's all about. And they've got to get all the sexy out first, haven't
1: they? He's he's just going to like drag it back behind the alley and fucking shoot it and just he's
0: gonna cast it out like Jesus casting out he- the gamblers from the temple.
1: He's just—he's just gonna be like fucking maintaining eye contact with Nick Khan as he's fucking. <laughs> just... Um, yeah, and the the other thing as well, which I'd be intrigued to see if Triple H does, because he's an old school guy. War games on main roster. You reckon we'll get that? You
0: mean, he's got not got Regal now, has he? how are you gonna announce it? Don't worry about it. just get Tony Khan to let him cut a cameo or something just one video
1: yeah Tony Khan will be fucking fine with that
0: (laughs) I mean like the big question You know, we'll not not get too in depth just a quick just a quick feel out yes or no can you see in the next two to three years a crossover AEW WWE event another Triple H is in charge
1: no and the only reason I say that is because it's still kind of like still being overseed by like Nick Khan and Stephanie isn't it mm-hmm. and where like the, the, the way to look at it is like the whole like New Japan thing that came out last year where WWE tried to like bolster a relationship with New Japan and their whole thing was we want Brian, uh, we want Brian Danielson in to do the G1 because he really wants to do it but you've got to present him in the same way yeah and not just let them go out and fucking wrestle. Uh, so I, I think, uh, while Triple H just said they're open for working with other companies, I think it's interesting because there's a lot of riches that have been bent with certain companies, like MLW, for example.
0: Yeah, but they did sue them, didn't they? So.
1: Yeah, um, and obviously, like it's a bit, it's a bit less there's a lot of stuff that's less accessible because I think while Tony Khan's already said like he'd be more than willing to do it I think I also think it would probably have to be Tony Khan who'd have to like kind of initiate the talk yeah I don't think Triple H would be like oh yeah do you want to do like a, a show together or a talent exchange
0: yeah there. Right then, uh, that's going to wrap up WWE News. Like I said, a, a very light one this week. Not too much to discuss. Uh, if you're listening on Jack's Radio, we'll have a little bit of real big fish for you. And then we'll gap it, get back in with a rundown of SummerSlam. And we're back then. We'll move straight into the SummerSlam recap. Um, we started out with women's action. Uh, Bianca Belair defeating Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship, uh, defending it. Uh, This so this was a year on, wasn't it, from when um, Becky beat her in twenty six seconds?
1: Yeah, and it was very, very much like built in, like integrated into the build of it, which is weird because they were. It was almost like they were actively ignoring the WrestleMania match.
0: Right. I mean, so I, I, I only sort of half watched this because Sarah had it on. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna have that much to say. But was Becky's gear supposed to look awful?
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of like a gimmick.
0: Right, okay, that's fine. Then, it really did look bad.
1: It's like the way wearing but I don't know, like the really gaudy clothes.
0: Yeah. Fair. Uh so yeah, I mean the big the big story was what happened after the match. So post match, uh they, they have a handshake, they have some mutual respect. And then Bailey's music hits. Bailey comes back after almost a year out. She is joined by the returning Dakota Kai after her she was released back in April. She was released back in April. And was- the Her contract was up in the air, but now she's up in the air. It's Io Sky, the former Io Shirai. Yeah.
1: Interestingly with that, um, I I think it might have been confirmed now, but nobody could actually confirm that Io has re-signed.
0: Yeah, but now obviously, now you just see she has because there's a lot of talk, wasn't there, about like her wanting to go to the main roster and like they want to keep her in NXT. And then obviously, the whole thing exploded like Vince left. So, we said before that this was one of the other ideas that Vince was like had repeatedly shot down was like this group of women coming together.
1: Apparently, this faction was pitched by it might have even been Triple H himself. The Vince and Vince just kind of like shot on the idea of it.
0: Yeah, and now they've just gone the first thing is like literally as soon as it's like you know when your parents are like, Oh no, you can't have you can't have ice cream for breakfast. And then as soon as they yeah. go away, the first thing you do is have ice cream for breakfast. It's like
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, I um I think this is a really good fit for for the group as well. Like EO's like really good as like the sort of unhinged heel. Um Dakota Kai's super underrated. Um
0: her um, heel run in NXT was phenomenal. It was so so good. Which hey, heel run Dakota's? Oh yeah, it was when she was like annihilating Tegan Knox all the time, It was fucking great.
1: Yeah, and when she had like a little mini feud with Ember Moon last year as well, which was fucking yeah. fun. Uh, like that literally art end of a uh, black and gold. Uh, but yeah, I I, I think Dakota's was fantastic. I think um, I think that's a really good sign. Yeah, w- I think. Them no, a, ba- a resigning, if you will. Well, yeah, putting them with Bailey, who's um, a fantastic talker as well. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, hopefully this 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 is like a really good kind of like sign for the women's tag division. Just so like yeah, them.
0: just hopefully they just do something with them now, which is which would be great, wouldn't it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. alright Moving on then. Logan Paul defeat the Miz. Um. Logan Paul looked yeah. decent again, didn't he? Uh he did a frog splash through a table.
1: His match was way better than I had any right to be.
0: won with a score crushing finale. Um I, one thing I did like at the entrance, the Miz had exit. Like, Logan Paul came out with his Pokemon card, didn't he? At Mania. The Miz yeah. came out with like a laminated Polaroid of him like so like turning on Logan Paul at Mania. Yeah. Which was which was really quite fun. Uh but yeah, like you said really entertaining. Logan Paul is annoyingly good at wrestling, isn't he? For someone who I'm really trying very hard to not like.
1: Yeah, I, I was saying um, when me, Troy, and Aaron were watching on and Ryan were watching on Zoom um, I said like WWE put a video of like his training regime prior to SummerSlam and it was like some of the stuff he was doing was fucking ridiculous it I, was, mean,
0: like... I mean like he has boxed before he's done like some MMA yeah. training so he is an athletic guy, obviously he's yeah. just adapting it all now to pro wrestling yeah fair. it's it's going,
1: it's going. He,
0: he's, Good, right? he seems
1: like he genuinely is interested in the- doing well at it as well, which is... Yeah. I mean, look at Bad Bunny. Like, yeah. Bad, when Bad Bunny comes back now, we all fucking lose our shit because he's it's Bad Bunny's fucking great. It's
0: when weird, he- isn't it? Like, they've been, like, two for two on, like, celebrity... Or, well, three for three, if you count Johnny Knoxville. The last three celebrities to pop in the ring have been really, really good.
1: Mayweather was good when he was in though, wasn't
0: he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but he proud don't. Yeah. yeah um, he's actually fought Logan Paul as well, so there you go. So it's all come full circle. Uh Right next he up Next That's
1: up, all, boxing matches are work. Sorry,
0: <laughs> next up, Bobby Lashley defeated Theory by submission in the United States Championship. That's... Really, very short match. Uh, just Bobby
1: Lashley for Nels. Uh, sorry, what, what's it called? Hurtlock. The Hurtlock. Um, Bobby Herlock. Lashley for the kids. Yeah, he is.
0: Uh, speaking of kids, next up, then we have the Mysterios. Um, and uh, they defeated the Judgment Day after Edge came back with a brood inspired entrance. Well, it was very broody yeah, entrance,
1: similar, wasn't it? Similar to his uh, entrance at Summerslam last year uh, against Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, I really don't like Edge's new haircut. <laughs> it, it just looks really like it. He looks, he looks like when Triple H like first cut his hair. Yeah, and he was trying to be like an executive, but he was still wearing his like big, like, fucking leather jacket and all that and trying to be, like, metal Triple
0: H. It's like when, like, you know, you come back for, like, the school reunion and, like, the, the, like, the metalhead's there. He's grown up and he's, like, got a proper job now, but he's still trying to be, like, rock and roll.
1: And yeah, stuff. he's still he's still trying to dress like a metalhead, but he's, like, got, like, a business haircut.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, what's, what's going on with this? Like, the Judgment Day, just, are they just sort of circling around uh, the drain now, or, like, what's uh, going on with
1: that? As a... Or NXT guest host Joe said The House of Cack
0: The House of Cack I
1: mean Their entrance literally Like Copied The House of Black entrance Like It actually did I was just like Watching that. And I like Go What the actual fuck At least Book we'll could try and do something A little bit original. Originally
0: Yeah I mean I don't, I don't know what's going on With that faction It seems like They're in trouble already like, It
1: seems like, like They took their jokes And they just went there. Eh.
0: I mean, are you, are you saying that they might have made a decision and then not knowing what to do with it and not knowing how to follow it up? Because that doesn't sound like WWE great at all. Well,
1: there was the thing that Fyfer put out a couple of weeks ago that the reason that Edge left the faction was because he wanted it to be a bit more like so, sort of like him being like a devil's advocate almost. Mm. And um, WWE wanted it to, it to be like a spooky
0: boy faction. It was wanted actual magic, didn't they? Yeah. Sound right moving on oh, then. Oh. Uh we had Pat McAfee defeated Happy Corbin. Uh on a scale of one to ten, Jay, how good was Pat McAfee's entrance?
1: Um it wasn't as good as normal because he didn't come out to seven eight nine. Did he not? Did he hoof a football into the ground? I can't remember.
0: No, it was, had 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 the beer taken hold by this point.
1: U- Usos and street profits was where like everything went really wrong. <laughs> it, went
0: uh, a bit, it went a bit sideways.
1: Yeah, because me and Aaron were playing uh, drinking games. <laughs> um, now this was a this was a fun match. Uh, it was really one thing I will say, which was a real like breath of fresh air. Which again is like another signal that Vince McMahon's no longer in, in like gorilla is that Corey Graves um, made a comment to Michael Cole because obviously he's like really good friends with Corbin. So he was like supporting Corbin and uh, Michael's support and Pat um, and Corey like turned around and said like I, I prefer that when you didn't have an wait when you weren't allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> and Michael Cole just like immediately retorted, "Well, that's changed now, hasn't it, Corey?" Oh, nice. Uh, and Michael Cole in particular has felt really like like we we saw on the um, the UK tournament when Michael Cole was. Commentating with uh Nigel McGuinness. And beast from
0: the East I'll... Roman when he did it all by himself. Yeah. He was when, ex- he's... He was ex- when he's not got Vince screaming out his ear, he's a f- yeah. phenomenal commentator.
1: It, like when he's not got Vince screaming at him, I mean he's so like organic and he's so good at what he does. And uh, people really forget that because they've got fucking Vince like screaming
0: say the catchphrase say the line yeah Vince made him basically a catchphrase machine for so long yeah like Michael Cole and Pat are
1: such a good fucking team and yeah that that, that was one thing that I really I, it really added to the match as well like, yeah this was a really fun match I, I enjoyed it a lot um Fair.
0: Uh, next up then, the Usos defeated the Street Profits to retain the undisputed tight Team Championship with special guest referee Jeff Jarrett. Um, slap nuts. Slap nuts intensifies. Uh the Usos ever going to lose these belts? Because if they were going to, you'd think it'd be here.
1: The sort of tease that like, the Profits were going to split. At the end of the day, right. like, both of them were look- looking really like pissed off, like the- one was going to turn on the other. Yeah. Um yeah, this was a really fun
0: match. Um I mean the, the, the yeah, match at the match at, um what was the last pay per view? Money in the bank it was really good. Uh, yeah, match yeah. That was Max the Ninth, easy.
1: Yeah, i to be honest, I'd say this was probably a contender for it. Oh um, fair. It was a really good show though, to be fair. Um Yeah, uh, me and Aaron made the silly mistake of a uh, the drinking game what we played was every super kick or splash attempt. Yeah. Um in an, in the new shows and Street Profits match where three out of the four men hit super super kicks and everybody hits splashes.
0: Yeah, I get uh, you. Yeah, I I drank a four pack of beer just in that match. Uh, right then, next up, Liv Morgan. This is this surprise right. when I had the fear of this one. Liv Morgan defeated Ronda Rousey to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah, I think, this match really think, see, I think this match got a couple time, didn't it?
1: Yeah, because why? Cut? why cut the video packages you're putting on out when you can just cut the women's title match?
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: so, I mean the events.
0: more things change, the more they stay the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Miz and Logan Paul went over. All right. Um, it's okay. I mean, who's going to tell Logan Paul he can't go over?
0: But how was this, this? this all right? I mean, live. Uh, there, was, um, there, was, there, was, there was some controversy around nah, the finish, wasn't
1: there? It? it felt like it needed a bit more time to breathe. But right. then, Ron, Ten full heel and do a murder on Liv after
0: well, there was th- because there was some controversy about the finish like Liv was tapping wasn't she and the ref didn't see it and then Ronda's shoulders were mm-hmm. down and he counted the pin so
1: yeah yeah I to make the champion look strong yeah <laughs> the
0: and then the main event then uh, Roman Reigns defeated Brock oh, Lesnar.
1: night it was also um, before the main events there was a little like angle he did with Riddle and Seth Rollins just to kind of Built their match at clash, clash the castle.
0: Well, yeah, they were meant to be fighting, weren't they? But like, apparently, Riddle had a middle <laughs> uh, had a, had a K-Fab injury, and then they couldn't do the do the match.
1: Yeah, um, the the memes that have come out from Seth Rollins running to the ring and like Shakespeare, like producers was fantastic. Uh,
0: yeah, then we move on to the main event. Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar in the Last Man Standing match. Uh, during the match, Theory attempted to cash in his Money in the Bank. However, Brock just fucking murdered him, and apparently, didn't officially cash it in.
1: No, he, he didn't actual cash it in because as he was, as he was handing it to the ref, uh, Brock, just, as you say, killed him, uh, did,
0: and then Roman, match- Roman Roman it in on Brock repeatedly by smacking him in the face with it.
1: Yeah, this match was insane. Uh, Brock came out with a tractor. He um, he proceeded to tip the ring, tries to tip the ring onto Roman. Yeah. Um, Roman was in the ring as he like lifted it with the with the tractor.
0: That's a fucking scary bump, isn't it, Jesus.
1: Oh, that bit, that bump was insane. Um Haven got fucking F5 through a table. Brock just like did murders on the Usos. Uh I definitely definitely for me the best match that they've had. Um my only issue is the finish wasn't great because as we know, during a last man standing match, you don't break you the referee was meant to break the counts ever there's contact with like the the two guys. Yeah, and Roman was repeatedly like burying Brock under things as as the referee was still counting.
0: All right, okay, yeah, that's a little, that's a little, that's a little annoying.
1: Yeah, so it was just one of them uh, that that's just me being kind of like very much a stickler for rules being maintained in wrestling
0: matches. But okay, then before before we move on then um, as to recap it all quickly just, just n- n- without without anything can quick marks out of 10 um, the whole card I'd say 7.5 7.5 okay uh, out of interest what would yeah. you say how, how does that compare to Money in the Bank I was about better show than Money in the Bank so it's def- there's, there's, there's obvious, obvious signs here that we're on up, up trajectory with trajectory with main I'd roster booking
1: say, I'd say this was prob for me probably the best pay-per-view WW's put on this year.
0: Okay, well, that's, that's fair. Uh, right then, we'll have another quick break. Uh, if you're listening on Jack's radio, we're going to have some stereophonics and some Foo Fighters for you, and then we'll be back to talk all things AEW. And we're back. We'll crack on with a few little bits and bobs for AEW news, and then we'll move in and give you the Rampage and Dynamite recaps. So we'll start off with the news, and the first story Again, sort of straddling the divide here between AEW and WWE. So, um, Soraya, the former WWE star Paige, has spoken about her future and claimed that, quote, non-wrestling things, including writing a book, which she's currently doing, mean that she will not be appearing in AEW, quote, anytime soon. When asked about her book, she said it'd be about a year she's going to be working on it now, um, and she's pretty heavy into that. Uh, this came after Britt Baker named Soraya as one of her dream matches, and she seemed to respond positively to, to being mentioned in social pasting, so it looks like there might be something on the cards, maybe down the line, but obviously no immediate plans for anything.
1: Yeah, the thing with Soraya is that obviously she's she's got a neck-like fucking edge. Yeah. Um, you don't want it to rush back because you see what happened when she did rush back, and that ended the career. Um, she she also said she wants to wrestle Sasha Banks again at some point, which is very intriguing.
0: Yeah, I mean they, they could potentially, maybe sometimes do it both in AW, maybe eventually, possibly. Who knows?
1: Yeah, who knows. Yeah, yeah. so
0: nothing from Soraya at the moment, but want to keep an eye on want to to put a pin in it and we'll maybe see where we're at this time next year Uh, Speaking of AEW stars, uh, AEW star Layla Gray, who you may recognise as one of the newest members of the Baddies uh, She got engaged to her boyfriend Luke Curtis in the ring at an OVW event on Friday, July 29th Curtis, who is the OVW Rush champion proposed to Gray after she successfully defended her OVW women's title Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's so. Obw doesn't Al Snow own that now?
1: Yeah, it's weird. It used to be WWE's developmental, and then Al Snow bought it, and it was TNA's for a bit. Well, that was before I Al Snow bought it. That was when Danny Davis had it. Danny Davis had it when it was WWE as well, though. Yeah, it but, they, and- but it switched that- from WWE
0: to TNA, didn't it? Because they were getting like um. The Blossom Twins and uh, yeah. people, people like that, up from from OVW. That's where they sent down down to to Roth after he killed both Moose Machine Guns. <laughs> he was OVW champion for like four years. <laughs> Jesus. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Interestingly, OVW of well, two things. One, I while while I was looking for another app on my TV, I saw OVW have a, an app on Samsung TVs. Oh right, so, okay. That's cool. Also, they've got a deal with uh, Netflix. They've, that's right. Um, yeah. So, it, what's interesting about this is that um, the, the deal kind of pertains to a documentary that Netflix is making, kind of like a similar to like NXT Breaking Ground that WWE put out a couple of years ago um, mm. by the sound of things. But it also means that Netflix technically owns OVW's tape library. Oh, it's okay which don't know what they're going to do with that but you know, yeah,
0: yeah cause I used to watch OEW shows when they were like affiliated with TNA I used to watch them like just on their website
1: yeah
0: and then it was, it was fine I mean I'll, I'll, if, it, if anything ever pops on Netflix I'll give it a watch because you know a
1: bit of rest there's a few fun. bits there's a few bits on uh, the WWE network as well alright that's so Probably. bizarre isn't it like the real mm.
0: WWE, the real forbidden door. yeah
1: well, WWE network networks so got some fucking wild like stuff on there. like it's got involved.
0: Yeah. Uh, right, there one last piece of AEW news before we go into the show recaps. Uh, AEW announced a battle for the belts three will take place this Saturday, that's August the sixth. Uh, and they announced one of the matches. It's gonna be Claudio Castagnoli set to defend the Ring of Honor World Championship against Takeshta. Oh my god. So this is going to be one of the Thekerst's last matches before he heads back to Japan via the UK. So I'm, uh, yeah, excited to see. Is, is,
1: he... is he actually uh, not coming back to AW after? That?
0: So he's going back to he's going back to Japan via the UK. He's going to the UK for like a week, doing a few shows there, uh, and then he's going back to Japan for like DDT's big show. Like it's one of the yeah, big he...
1: shows. Wrestling and uh barbed wire exploding like death it?
0: Yeah. And then yeah. I think he said he's going to... Because he was meant to be over for a year and he's not been here a year yet. So I think he's cut it short to come and do this big show and then he's going to come back later in the year.
1: I think Tony Khan should just sign him. Buy him out his DDT contract. Buy DDT, mate. It's do, do a, yeah, just buy DDT. A fucking buy, bought fucking... Ring of Honor and a fucking wimp.
0: Let, um, let Dan Howes become the heavy metalweight champion.
1: Yes. By... Literally by stealing it. Yeah. Oh, of somebody's bag.
0: Um, yeah, so, I mean, that match is going to absolutely slap, isn't it? I can't wait to see Claudio and beautiful Takeshita go one-on-one. It's going to be good.
1: Takeshita's got some... The, the two matches he wrestled in the UK, I'm gutted that I can't get to either of
0: them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see him wrestle Robbie X in Sheffield, which is... Uh, that, that'll be good. And if, if train tickets weren't ridiculously expensive, I would have gone to see him wrestle Dean Allmark in Newcastle. because that would also yeah. absolutely slap. But he's just been on like this, like five-star match odyssey. This last like six months, hasn't it? It's, it's been phenomenal.
1: I, I really liked, like like when he, when he came back to AW I was a little bit worried that um they were going to kind of just like, like they've done with some of the uh, Joshi talent, they like bring over like Yuka Sakazaki, one that comes to mind, where they just, they don't really do anything with them. They just kind of like go, look, look who it is. Mm. Like, I want to get I was kind of worried they were going to do that with Takeshita and then the fact that they've kind of just gone, he's here to wrestle. We're going to fucking let him wrestle.
0: Oh no, he's just going to fight Moxley for the title. Don't worry about it. Yeah, It's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> this is this is absolutely fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen them, then they're on YouTube for free. His match with Mike Bailey and his um, match with Lee Moriarty are both on YouTube and they are phenomenal. Go and check them out if they're well worth watching. I will definitely do that. His match with Moriarty made my top 10. At uh, the first half yeah. of year, it was awesome ridiculous. Amazing, man. Uh man! Very, very good. Right then, we'll have another very quick break. Uh, if you're on Jacks again, if you're not on Jack, get on Jacks. Get listening to this on Jacks Radio. You get all of this lovely wrestling talk with extra super cool music thrown in that I choose, so you know it's good. I have a weird taste of music. Uh, we'll have a bit of Gaslight Anthem, and we'll be back after this to talk about AEW Dynamite. And we are back. It is Jay time to light the fuse, bring the boom. It is time for dynamite. And I'm not, I'm not ready. Speaking of bringing the boom, we came straight out of the gates this week with John Moxley defeating Roosh to retain the AEW World Interim Championship. And Jesus, this... Jesus, mother loving Christ, this match was insanity.
1: I think this is in the argument for. When we do our second half of like matches of the year, this is already in the uh, in the argument with me.
0: I mean, if you didn't know who Rouge was going into this match, you really do care. You, you you pay attention to him now, don't you? Like this was this was a if you've not seen Rouge before, this uh, was this was a sit up to take note of sort of performance.
1: The the week that Rouge had last week was like that match with Dragon Lee was fucking phenomenal.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, belly to belly and him off the apron, just Rouge being a horrible piece of shit to Mox and Mox, like almost like relishing in it
0: it was it was a weird match wasn't it because Mox sort of like it was almost like Mox was letting him get his licks in like he was saying like come on like, give me give me your best because well, Roosh well, got, got a lot in didn't he you what
1: Roosh attacked Mox during his entrance didn't he
0: he did yeah he just took, did he kick him off the apron or something didn't he and just like took, it, took him straight outside yeah
1: as Mox got on the apron he dropped kicked Mox off and then just started throwing him into everything that was like not screwed down
0: yeah a lot of blood we had it's all sorts of everything. Um, yeah, there was the
1: i. I was concerned with how they were going to use Roosh because I felt like he's a guy who's like he could be a top guy anywhere. Like he was, he was like the top guy in Ringo on for such a long time, and I was kind of worried that he'd he'd be one that got lost in the shuffle. But I think this is kind of like his sort of like declaration that he's here.
0: I think um, his his presentation really helps as well. Like when he comes out with that mask on, yeah. like the, the the white like the white ball mask, it it looks so good. Yeah. Like okay, um, I, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm be very careful how I phrase this because you know this is an Andrade house. Um, I love Andrade, I think he's phenomenal, <laughs> but like his his presentation's a little typical for like a Mexican superstar, like the suit, fancy you know. Ruse comes out, and you're like, Who the Roosh. fuck is this guy? Like you, you're instant.
1: feels him. like a. Man when he comes out
0: he just he just has I mean Andrade's has Andrade's got presence and he's phenomenal and I love him but Roosh is like on another level in terms of like you just can't take your eyes off him
1: yeah and he doesn't have to say a word it's just he's got like it's like he exudes a charisma about yeah. him um, it's so good I really like Roosh
0: yeah um, really, fu- really fun match Moxley's like personal wrestler of the year Murderer as he continues because he's just putting on banger after banger this year. like gonna be hard
1: to pick anyone but Mox, innit?
0: it? I mean, it's it's toughing because it? you've got <laughs> really Mox, you've got Mox and Dax having like career years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it's, something's got to give, hasn't it? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's the second half of the year. Well,
1: it's it's like it's mad, isn't it? So like Gresham was on that one of them for me, and then he got injured and missed a couple, of, like missed like a month or two, and. Obviously, with what's going on with this contract situation now, it seems it seems very up in the air, like how much we're going to see of Jonathan Gresham. Um, and Danielson was another where I, for me, like up to about May for me, Dan, like Brian Danielson was comfortably my rest of the year. And then he got hurt and he didn't really do anything um, yeah. until this week. And he just reminded me why. So I think because because of injuries, like, Mox and um, what was the other one I was going to say. Certainly, Mox is like sort of edged out of front. Oh, that's yeah, edged out ahead of the back. Punk's another one. Punk's I was going to say, yeah, but
0: out of out of all those guys you've named, the J. only one of them need Biff Busick so hard in the face that he saw God.
1: <laughs> he need Biff Biff Busick so hard in the face he now thinks he's super dragon. <laughs> That's legit. as gimmick in PWG at the moment. He comes out and says he's Super Dragon.
0: When he woke up, he was asking for Danny Birch. That's a hard hit. Oh, I
1: thought he's called Only Lorcan again.
0: <laughs> so yeah, really fun match between Moxie Rouge. Definitely check it out. Uh, real hard and Moxie won with a-, a Death Rider, which was nice. Oh um, no, wasn't it? He choked.
1: He choked. He Death Rider. Hmm?
0: He choked him in the end, didn't he? Uh...
1: He, yeah he, he got he death he, he deathrided
0: and then he put him straight in the bulldog choke and then he did, like, did that he does that thing doesn't he like he's like a fucking coiled snake he, he puts him in the choke and then he like leans backwards like over their own body and like yeah puts the weight on the back it looks it looks fucking disgusting in like the best possible yeah roosh passed out didn't he didn't yeah, yeah he passed yeah he got, got called
1: it is, it's cool that like the again we've, we've said like moxley's got this art form where you can absolutely murderize people but they still come out looking like a bigger deal than they came in. Yeah, and he's done that now with with both Brody King and um, Rouge They both passed out as opposed to tapping out. Yeah, and it's one of those little things where you don't you don't really like realize the impact it has until you go. Oh, actually, they like they, they literally took him like having to like choke them out to stop them. Otherwise, he was in real trouble.
0: Yeah, it makes it feel like a massive threat. Like, and like, Roosh felt like a big threat in this match as well. With
1: going on, as fucking mad. at the moment around the uh, wherever Darby Allen goes.
0: Yeah, uh, right. Next up, then, uh, straight after the match, the Appreciation Appreciation Society intervened, um, and there was a bit of a, a run back. Of it was Mox got a promo which was excellent. There were shades of Eddie's promo against Jericho, wasn't there? Like, basically, Mox was like, "Right, you want the match." Don't give me like the don't give me the sports and entertainment Jericho. Don't give me like the mimosa, Jericho. But Mox was very specific. He said he wanted the Lionheart.
1: Yeah, um, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about this whole fucking like Chris Jericho like having like the three faces of Foley sort of thing.
0: I know I like I like it from because like Mox, literally said like I want the guy who I like mm. traded tapes for. Like, uh, yeah,
1: he guy- said I don't. I don't want the sports entertainer. I want the wrestler. I yeah,
0: want. Well, I want the guy like I grew up watching, like the guy who I idolized. I'm like, I, I, that's pretty cool. Like, I, I enjoy that. Anna had a good point a little bit as well here. Anna Jay made her sort of promo debut. You can tell, like already, like the Jericho influence. Like he's been obviously been working on promos with her. Like the way she was like mm. using like the repeated phrases. It was very Jericho, but it worked really well. Like she was just like she was like Oprah. She was just pointing at people in the crowd. Like I'll choke you out. I'll choke you out. I'll choke you out.
1: Yeah, she seemed very unhinged, didn't
0: she? You could definitely see Jericho's like hand in this though, and like he's been like giving us some promo advice, I think. Yeah. Which was really cool. Uh right then moving on, we had a big reveal. Well, <laughs> a big reveal. It was kinda good, of it was kind of, it very hyped, it just happened. He was like, Oh, by the way, here's some trios titles. We're doing trios titles now.
1: Yeah. I I literally um didn't realise what they were doing until we were there and I was like, Oh look, we've got trios titles and then just just to like look at my phone and see you just go "Jay,
0: King of Trios <laughs> um, oh which, man I, I hope yeah. I, I hope Tony Khan just batters my Quackenbush in a bar somewhere and just gets the rights to King of Trios I, I mean he'd probably just fucking
1: pay him to just
0: buy one I mean he just just use it is Mike Quackenbush in the year of our Lord, 2022 gonna sue someone in the wrestling industry has he got the front oh. I don't think he has no um, so, yeah, there's going to be a tournament to, to decide the uh, inaugural Trios Champions, and the final was going to be uh, all out on September 4th. So, look forward to that. So, we've got. That, that's got to kick off. Phil. It, it's got It's you, you think, right? In terms of a we've tournament. Got a month. You've got to have at least, for it to be a proper tournament, you've got to have at least eight teams, like right, right, haven't you?
1: Which, I mean, they've got House of Black, Best Friends and Orange, um, Lethal. I oh, don't know, Lethal Sun Jane Satnam, I'm going to be an hourly. Um... Michael
0: Combat Club, Joker, Prejudice Society. Yeah, you could have yeah. obviously there's so many. It'll
1: be, um, 2.0, won't it will be two owner. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, Blackpool Combat Club. That could be any combination really. Of
0: yeah,
1: I'd quite like it to be Danielson, Mox, and Utah, because I thought they they them as a trio were brilliant. But I, I mean, I don't
0: I, I, I don't know if you put Blackpool Combat Club in. I don't know if they've got too many championships already. I don't know whether they'd make. I think obviously, you've got Death Triangle. They they'll, and, they'll always certainly be involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, House of Black. Yeah, and then like, what's the the big the big sort of? I mean, it's it's convenient. They also announced in this show next week you know, the undisputed Eater back. So Red Dragon and Adam Cole are making a return.
1: Yeah, it'll be Cole and Red Dragon, and then I I I think it's gonna be either the Elite or they're gonna do a Hungbox reunion for well. it. Well
0: so we'll roll this thing. because this happened like straight away didn't it they were talking they were, they were talking to the young books backstage and Matt yeah. was like Matt, Matt up with the Hangman," and he was on the verge of apologising and like saying he wanted to talk to him and then the Dark Order ran in to wish him a happy birthday and it all sort of the, the timing was all, it all sort of fell apart and this yeah. it's like this central storyline now it's been it's been have going
1: seen, on have you seen Adam Cole's uh, tweet about that no, no. <laughs> where he's watching it <laughs> So like he's doing he does like he done like a reaction video to it <laughs> in, like in in character. Um so he's watching it and like it's got the it's got the thing in the um in like the top corner, like what's happening. He just sat there like stoic, like just just stonewalling <laughs> the, the camera. Like, and he just like if it finishes, he just like closes his laptop water. walks off. Fair.
0: Like, uh, yeah, yeah, so this is like a central cool. story, like ever since Matt Hardy basically did a did a An evil on hangman's phone and like stole it and like when matt was trying to apologize and it's 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 interesting to see obviously this this trios this trio's tournament is gonna play a pivotal role in like the next sort of big storyline which is the hangman books Kenny sort of conundrum and it's all gonna have to
1: like come together. The the elite reconcile and to face off again the undisputed era so it's interesting like how does Kenny feature in all this because we knew
0: that we were hanging on for Kenny to do this. Uh, how does Hangman feature in all this? Stuff? What? what where, where do the books land?
1: What's really cool about this is they've li- they're literally picking like picking up the Adam Cole kenny feud that they were gonna do in like 2017. Yeah. Before Cole got signed by WWE, and they like literally just like replaced Cole with Cody. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's cool that they're like kind of just picking up where they've left off and obviously there's different like there's a lot of like other things that have happened since which they keep bringing like peppering into that kind of narrative of it as well
0: yeah right Jay we talk. we put it off far enough I know I know you've been I know you've been putting this off but we need to talk about the FTW title team says it's fine so Ricky Starks defeated Danhausen to retain the FTW title, and much like he did last week, he called out if there was another challenger. He won in like it was a good match, but they won in like sort of two three minutes, didn't he? Danhausen had a good show, and though it was it was it was a uh, fun match.
1: It was really good in the sense that obviously Ricky Starks the heel going into this match, um, and it was just him and Danhausen like just fucking round and then Ricky just made them with spear.
0: Yeah. Uh, as soon as he sort of announced that he wanted another challenger, the crowd started chanting for Hook, like super, super loud. Hook's oh, music that, hit, the pop was the pop, enormous.
1: Awesome. And, and Taz as well, like, yeah, having a genuine reaction to it was fucking Oh, great. it was beautiful.
0: Like, Taz so, called it, having Taz on comedy for this was inspired. It was so, so good. Uh, Hook then defeats Ricky Starks to become the FTW champion. Uh, he won in fantastic. Um, Fantastic as well, he countered the Rochambeau into the red room.
1: Yeah, what was really good about it as well was that it uh, like Ricky genuinely felt like he could beat Hook at one point. Yeah, like he, he was fighting for his life against Hook Uh, and uh, one thing we did gloss over as well in the Dan Housen match, um, Ricky actually hates his neck. Yeah. so that like massive target on Ricky already. Um and yeah, it was uh, that that reverse was fucking awesome. Like, really, really good
0: match. Um, it was probably the power, most but offense Hooks taken as well in terms of the biggest beating he's had.
1: Well, it was like then um, Taz did a really good job of kind of illustrating going well. Ricky and Ricky helped train Hook. Mm. Ricky knows all Hook's strengths, but he also knows his weaknesses. And like the fact that Ricky just straight away like went for like a liver punch on Hook, and then starts like doing a murder.
0: Yeah, um, speaking of doing a murder, after the match, hook, uh, the, uh, Ricky Ricky and Hook like hook it out. They sort of you know they make they they sort of shake hands show show respect. Uh, Ricky cuts an amazing promo in that he basically starts out as a heel promo and then basically just turns it on a dime to a face promo with like three lines of dialogue, which is ridiculous. It's so good. The crowd like right by the crowd go from like. Booing him against Hook to like being right behind him, like in the space of about 90 seconds. It's phenomenal mic work, like really, really, really good mic work. And as he's yep. delivering as he's delivering this big face promo, Hobbs just fucking annihilates him. Fuck Ball House Hobbs. Dead to me. He beats the piss out of him. treacherous piece of shit. But now we have absolutely white hot, absolute white hot baby face. Absolutely Ricky's Starks.
1: Yeah, um, Sean Ross summed this up perfectly. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, saying what Ricky Stark just did was masterful. He had the title match with a super mm-hmm. over babyface, made the fun of one, put over the new young talent for a title he established as a heel, cut a realism infused babyface promo, and kayfabe and turned it and turned in one sentence, and then Hobbs turned on him. Yeah, um, it literally in within that kind of like like one sort of segment of the show. Um, well, it was like three segments but rolled into one, wasn't it? Um, he managed to get himself over, he managed to get Hook over more and he managed to get Hobbs over as a killer heel and turn BB face. And he did a um, bit
0: of work with Dan Housen. We got Dan Housen over as well. Nothing he to yeah, help. And I got to
1: pull match with Dan Housen, um, yeah. which didn't hurt Dan Housen. Um yeah, that that promo Ricky got like I I I've been saying this for ages. Um, that like Ricky Starks is definitely the future AEW, um, and I think that like a lot of people saw that with this promo.
0: we have got to be looking at that now. It's how what's the path to Ricky Starks getting a a a, a proper belt?
1: I think that. Hobbs could dethrone Wardlow as the TNT champion and then Stark takes it off Hobbs.
0: I ah, that's fair, yeah. Uh, right then, we'll crack on. We're running, we're running a bit we're sort of running a bit long here. Uh, Sammy Guerrero defeated Dante Martin in a fun match with all your Flippy Boy stuff. <laughs> uh, the, the, sort of, the sort of interesting thing here was Sky Blue was out with Dante, who's his real life girlfriend. So it looks like they might be setting up, especially with the post match angle, with a bit of a beat down, they might be setting up for um, Sky and Dante versus Ty and Sammy.
1: Yeah, Um Anna J came out and choked up Sky, didn't She as well. Yeah, um, and then Eddie and uh, also he made and Ru-
0: Eddie save. and Ruby made the save and Yeah, so um, uh, the only the only downside it looks like Dante might have hurt his knee at some point. He, did a, he had a couple of landings where his knee went sideways quite a bit, which looked quite horrible. Yeah, was apparently he was, he, apparently he was on crutches after the show, but hopefully that was just a precaution. Shit. What's the point? Uh, next up, then we had a jungle boy promo, rainy I go jungle man promo. I think you'd have to call it.
1: Nat summed this up best on Discord saying they're just turning jungle boy into
0: Eddie Munson, Yeah, and- pretty much. <laughs> pretty much Call Christian, called Christian um, a pussy. Um, Chris- he was
1: he told Christian's devo- newly divorced wife to call,
0: him. yeah, which was, yeah, oof, oof. um. And Christian interrupted basically said that he was protecting Luchasaurus from himself. Or he was like but he basically said like he was protecting he, he the reason he was like t- t- taking over Luchasaurus was to protect Luchasaurus from Christian, because so Christian left the bathroom basically. Yeah. And yeah, so obviously this isn't this isn't over. the uh, Christian's gonna fight Matt Hardy next week, which is fine. I'm guessing we're gonna sort of tread water to the pay-per-view where we can do Christian versus Jungle Boy.
1: I, I think they're doing it they're doing like a good job of th- throwing drawing it out because Christian's just like running away from Jungle Boy.
0: Yeah, he's he's I, he's, he's, he's being a good shithouse. Like he's great at that role, isn't he? So it's it's it doesn't feel like the they're dragging it intentionally. It feels like Jungle Boy's trying to like corner Christian and pin him down to finally have a match with him. Yeah. Agreed. Which is fine. Uh, next up, Swerve Strickland defeated Tony Neeson, Mark Sterling in a handicap match, which was a really fun match. Swerve doing Swerve things, always a pleasure to see. Uh, the, the sort of the bigger news was post-match, we had to show backstage Josh Woods had taken out Keith Lee backstage.
1: Oh boy, Josh Woods is there.
0: Uh, he's he's exciting, is he? Yeah, so that's that's nice. Um, there's talk of... good. Talk of he's allied with Mark Sterling and, and Tony Neeson like a little faction, maybe for a trio's run. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I I get the impression that um they're probably going to go after Swerve and Keithley. Um, yeah,
0: well, I mean you've also I, you talk about trios just to, just to go back very quickly. We've also got the um the truth the trust busters the new faction with Harry davari um that Robin other guy J. and Harland and Parker Board, Boudreaux. Yeah.
1: Um. Also, uh, I've just thought of another trio. Um. Uncle Dax, did tease that? Uh,
0: yeah, I love that. That his tweet. He was like, "Yeah, uh, CM Punk said he's only coming back if he gets to win the trios belts with his friends." With his friends,
1: yeah. And that housing has been saying <laughs> that FTR House and are undefeated
0: as well. Yeah, they are. To be fair, hundred percent record. Billy Ash Boys, Billy Ash Boys. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. Dan so Housen- this. this... So yeah, it looks it looks like Tony Neese and Josh Woods are going to be Keith Lee and Swerve's first big challenges tag. I mean it's nice yeah. to it's nice to see the tag titles going back to having a bit of story behind them because it's been very much just random tag matches for a little bit. So
1: Yeah, I, I think um I think that it's it makes sense as well that they're kind of not throwing a team together but they've formed a new team as kind of like a foil for um Swerve and our glory because obviously we've got the trios so, um, it's going to be wrapping up a lot of teams. Yeah. So they can't do any kind of like.
0: And, th- and this game. has sort of been built organically over the last few weeks. Like, you've seen like Tony Neese and Mark Sterling looking at like speaking to Josh Woods backstage and sort of stuff like that. They've been like having interactions. So, it's not going out of nowhere. It has sort of grown organically over the last couple of weeks, which is nice. Yeah. Josh Woods, uh, like a gorilla, isn't he? Yeah. Right. We'll keep it, keep it snappy here. The House of Black promo, real nice, spooky stuff. Uh, the big news here Brody challenges Derby to a cover match.
1: That fucking lad, bro, he's got no chill, has he? Like, no. like he's like unshackled now. Um <laughs> like but when he said uh make sure you know what flowers you want me to put on your grave or something like that. Like <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: me. Yeah. he got
0: like he got a tattoo of a gravestone on his arm. He literally arm. got Darby on his uh, tombstone uh, tattoo on his on his wrist, basically. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much.
1: The best, yeah. At the
0: best. same time, Julia also says that, like, whenever like she's in trouble, like the other day she locked herself out of a car and like Brody got her keys off her. Yeah, went back like, just pulling the car door off and throwing it into the sun. And,
1: but and know, his, wife, his wife made that a
0: mask for it. Yeah, so absolutely wholesome. There, the lad Brody, uh, Brody King. Next up, Thunder Rosa took on Miu Yamashita for the AW Women's Championship, defeated her. This was a, a match that was won over in Japan at TJPW. And you managed to beat Thunder mm-hmm. Rosa to, to air the title shot. A fun match. Didn't quite have like perfect chemistry, I don't think. It felt a little awkward at times. Maybe obviously there it was a sort p-
1: of It was a little clunky, wasn't it?
0: A little clash of styles, but when they got on the same page, it was it, it got real nice and stiff towards the end. some lovely kicking. Mm. Uh yeah. yeah. I would I would have liked to have seen this get a little bit more build. Um but I thought it was really good for what it was.
1: Yeah, I would have liked to have seen Yamash the, the like maybe having a few more matches in AEW to kind of like establish yourself with the crowd a bit more because Yeah, because
0: no one knew who she was when she came out, which was kind of a bit unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's
1: one of those things that AEW like I, I i think it's like one of my biggest criticisms of AEW as a whole, where they kind of expect the crowd to be like all like smart fans.
0: Mm. I it's just to, uh, you to know everyone when they come out, and then and then Excalibur just sort of yeah. sags his shoulders and takes a deep breath and like tries to explain everything about someone in thirty seconds.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's one of those. I mean, they did a, they did a better job in the sense that they put the first match on um dark Elevation. so it was quite easily accessible for um for like fans to watch, but yeah. at the same time, like. Like why why um why couldn't you just like have a wrestle a few more matches? You've literally got battle of the belts next week,
0: yeah. Because they'll put it on battle of the belts. But the match again. The match was, was fun for what it was. All uh, right, moving on to the main event and a big one here. Daniel Garcia gets a win over Brian Danielson.
1: Yeah, so this was Danielson's
0: first match back, and there was some shenanigans towards the end. Jake Hager grabbed Danielson's foot from under the ring, but Daniel Garcia locks in the Sharpshooter, and Brian Danielson passes out.
1: Yeah, um, that Brian Danielson's really good at like making people uncomfortable with his matches. Yeah, um, he the, the first thing that comes to mind for me was uh when he had the match with Brock, where like they were kind of like teasing that, oh, yeah, he's got, he's got an issue of head injuries and in the past neck injuries. I like, obviously, Brock just like dumped him on his head immediately, and it was the same same thing here where as soon as he hit that drop kick, and it was like he kept getting dizzy and he kept on to stop and like. He, did, he went. He hit the ropes, and like he sort of like just crumbled in me.
0: Yeah. Um. Can okay, you just getting that line between like you just starting to believe, like oh fuck, is this is this real? Like obviously yeah, you know you know, I, you, know I, you know it's not because they're letting it carry on, but at the same time,
1: I saw it garnered quite a bit of criticism on on their Twitter about it. Like obviously because it's like yeah, like he's literally just been out with a concussion, which is scary anyway, given his history of concussions. Yeah. And <laughs> and then he's just like. Literally, like, just collapse another ring and like play it up, but that's why he's so good. Um, yeah. he can blur that line between like reality and fiction. Um, and but, but yeah,
0: to, to, I, to move to Daniel Garcia, this is a huge statement win for Garcia. Like, this is this feels I, massive,
1: yeah. Monumental victory for Daniel Garcia. Um, I felt like he needed like because he's he's beaten Eddie Kingston once or twice, hasn't he? Yeah, but like. Now this is no disrespect to Eddie Kingston at all, because I think Eddie Kingston's having a fucking phenomenal year as well. But he needed to beat, like... A, a, top, more... a top, top guy. Yeah. yeah. And with, I mean, Brian Danielson, he's an ex-WWE guy. He's a big name.
0: I mean, Brian Danielson took Hangman 60 minutes for the title.
1: Yeah. He and took Kenny 30
0: minutes. Brian Danielson didn't lose until Hangman beat him in a title match.
1: Yeah. And even though, um, even though, uh, like it, it was like there was a lot of shenanigans and all that. But hey, you get involved. Uh, as Danielson was kind of like building momentum, he grabs his foot, doesn't he? Um, yeah. It's still a huge victory for Daniel Garcia, and I think this
0: is. Oh, like I mean, the, the interference was—it was there, but it was fairly minimal. Like the the win was all Garcia applying the sharpshooter. Like that's what won it.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's it, this is the upwards tra- upward trajectory for Daniel Garcia. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, right then, we'll move straight on to Rampage. We'll, we'll I mean, not not. We can be a bit briefer here. Um, first match: Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh defeated Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trimpertha. Uh, a couple of things I really liked. this one just seeing Sanjay back in the ring. He didn't do a great amount because obviously he's he's officially retired. Um, yeah, but it was just nice to see him back in the ring. He kept his pencil behind his AF until Orange Cassidy snapped it in half, which was great to see.
1: Yeah, um... I, I
0: enjoyed that. And um, Satnam Singh chopped Orange Cassidy so hard. Like, Great I food. thought...
1: Didn't Best Friends win this? I thought yeah. Orange... Didn't Orange Orange punch uh, Sunjay, Jay and...
0: Oh, yes, he, he did. Sorry. Yeah, I got this wrong. Yes,
1: he did. Brent had hold of uh, Satnam's legs.
0: I'm going to Satnam was slow getting through the ropes, wasn't he? he was too big. Too much of a big boy to get over the ropes in time to break up the pin. Yeah. Yeah, Sat- that's the one.
1: Satnam looks impressive every time as well.
0: Sam looks continues to look good. Yeah, he chopped orange chassis so hard. He basically turned his entire chest purple with one with one chop,
1: which yeah. was beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that that crossbody hit as well on chopping. Uh, Trent was awesome. Yeah, yeah, really good. A guy that that size, being as mobile as he is,
0: yeah, we're not we're not used like to seeing that. big men who can move like with any sort of agility. So to see someone like this is is really exciting.
1: Yeah, I think I think as well with having name like Paul White and Mark Henry and some of the like big guys there to kind of mentor yeah, him. I think some he-
0: like guys like Lance Archer backstage like Lance Archer, agile big guy. You can yeah. he can do it all, can't he? So uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I think he's got oh, the potential.
0: He's in a really good place. Uh, next up then uh, Ethan Page defeated Leon Ruffin. Again, very short match. It was a, a follow up match they hell on dark. But the big um the big sort of storyline point from here was Stokely Hathaway in the crowd watching the match, sort of approving of Ethan Page. Yeah,
1: I, I like the idea of um, of big Stoke creating this like faction,
0: and it's guys who are like a little bit sort of on. It's guys
1: who who've been, been overlooked the precip- a little bit. Yeah, it's guys who've been on the precipice of like something big, but they just need that little extra push. I, I, it's good to see as well as much as like I actually was starting to enjoy like that Lambert being well, Dan
0: Lambert. <laughs> yeah, um, halfway is just better isn't he <laughs> you know
1: yeah I feel I feel like it was kind of overshadowing um Ethan Page because like he had getting all like the uh, MMA fighters involved and
0: yeah it felt like on, Page on... was like the least important thing in that entire storyline which shouldn't be the case
1: yeah he he, fe- he definitely felt like a, a, an afterthought as, as well with like Scorpio being the TNT champion um I mean I i I would have thought that Men of the Year would have been like a good candidate for like tight title.
0: Yeah. Scorpio uh, well, got didn't he? So that's all gone to shit now, basically. Yeah. Uh, right then. Next up, Lee Moriarty defeated Matt Seidel. Uh, again, like strong heel leanings for Lee Moriarty here. He's really sort of embracing the, the dark side. Uh yeah. Beats Matt Seidel. And afterwards, he takes Stokely Hathaway's card this time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, Stokely, um, Stokely pulled Seidel off the top rope, didn't he?
0: He it's did, identical. yeah. So Stokely like directly interfered in the match on behalf of Lee Moriarty, which was yeah, yeah good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli comes out for a promo, celebrate winning the Ring of Honor World Title. He calls out Wheeler Uther. They sort of have like a little double promo with their belts. Uh, Jericho comes off commentary to sort of interf- intervene because he's had enough, and Uther sort of goads Jericho into having a match with him next week on Dynamite. I mean, if Jericho loses, Uther gets to fight Moxley at Quake of the Lake, which basically means uh, Jericho's going to win, but you know. I would prefer Uther to win. <laughs> I would, but I can't see it happening. No, I can't see that. But it's a really cool match for Uther. Like, I'm really excited for him. It's just going to be a real big career moment I, for him again.
1: Again, I feel like the fact that with that promo, because like Claudio just like, was very brief, wasn't he? He said that oh, it's an honour to be Ring of One champion. Very, very like cookie cookie cutter promo. Uh, yeah. I think it's just it was just to get Claudio on tell you really wasn't it?
0: Yeah, um, and, and to let everyone show everyone that he won the Ring of World,
1: of World Title. Yeah, um, I, I think that the fact that like you was like I don't need to wrestle you, Chris Jericho. I know, I know I can beat you. And then like turning to Claudio and Claudio go like Yeah, yeah, you can beat. You. And then <laughs> you absolutely yeah. um, it it made you to feel like a bigger deal than. Not than he is, but, you know, than he, he has previously.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so i looking forward to that match. Speaking of matches for next week, uh, we have an acclaimed music video, another diss track this time for the Ass Boys. It was all about sort of like taking out the trash, wasn't it? The trash and ass rhyming. Um, yeah, have you
1: seen the t-shirt he brought out for it? Yes, it's incredible.
0: <laughs> um, talking about Max Caster, talking about gun control. And there was a line about... Um, he said about Billy, said that he Said you, you could make you. He made him wish that he was firing blanks from a smoking gun.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> A little, little smoking gun reference, the, the, It
1: was the, great. The Genetti jeans. Genetti jeans. Yeah, it was. I, oh,
0: I, I mean, it, it, it's on YouTube. Go and check if you're not seen it. Go check it out. It's hilarious. It's. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think it quite hit the heights of uh, goth phase, but it was still very, very funny.
1: Yes, it was. It was very good.
0: Uh, but basically, they the, the basically ended the. the the song by saying they want them in a dumpster hatch next week that's how they're going to uh, they're going to take them on which is yeah fantastic yeah look forward to that um, anytime they claim they're on TV now I'm having a great time oh they're just so good are yeah they've come along they've come so far like the crowd are so into them as well it's amazing they're, they're really riding a, a really cool wave of popularity right now and I hope I hope it leads somewhere for them I really do
1: yeah I can see, I can see them being tag champs by the end
0: of oh yeah well, Proud of Power can't help because Santana's dead. So, oh, you know, <laughs> it's going to be someone else. Uh, right then, main event time. Anna Jay defeated Ruby Soho. Talking about big statement wins. So, Dan Garcia got one on Dynamite. And I think Anna, this is, this could be Anna Jay's one on, on Rampage here. Yeah. yeah. It was a really, really good match as well. Like, surprise. It's just hard because, like, Ruby's good. Ruby's very good. But this was the best match I've seen her have in quite a while. And yeah. Anna Jay's not, like, Technically, the best person she's wrestled, but they really clicked.
1: Yes, um, I, I think as well. Um, it was a really like Jericho did a good job of putting over uh, Anna J, who's now being called Anna JAS, isn't she?
0: Anna JAS, yeah.
1: Which like the most like WWE <laughs> rename the most Jer- the,
0: the most Jericho on. thing you can think of.
1: Oh, also, I one thing we kind of forgot to, forgot to mention during the uh, promo with um Mocks on dynamite with Angelo Parker going, going at uh, AEW Galaxy, appreciate us. Yes, which, yeah, uh, a lot of the fucking WWE standard brain worms on Twitter were fucking furious about that. i bet probably something Roman does. Uh, well, yeah. I thought, but like, back to back to this match.
0: Yeah, Anna J wins. Uh, there is there is shenanigans she does, she basically rips off Ruby's, and Ruby's got the bad wrist, so there's an out here. So Anna J rips mm-hmm. off Ruby's like wrist guard and then she later uses that uh, as part like against her neck as part in the Queen's layer to, to choke her out. Yeah. Um so there are there is shenanigans, but it's it's a very, very strong performance manner. I think she looked really good. Like I said, wow. a massive massive statement win. Again, another member of the Jer- Jericho Appreciation Society getting a big win. Which is you'd love to see. Um, Ruby really did a great job as well. She she was a fantastic partner in heel and heel and and foil. Sorry for Anna here. Uh, they they really mm-hmm. they really had great. I, I would love to see them wrestle again. They had really good chemistry.
1: Yeah, yeah. I am. I, um, I think Anna in the last couple of months certainly has really improved.
0: Like well, we talked about this a while back, didn't we? Like she was very highly regarded when she first came in, and then she had that really bad injury. And the fear was that like, oh, shit, is this going to like derail her entire career now? Is this going to like set her ceiling? And it, it, she came back and she was, obviously, she was understanding to be a little bit, a little bit rusty on the, when she first came back, but she's getting back to the swing of things now and she's really starting to kick on again, which is which is really good to see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, bright things in the future, I think.
0: Right Righto. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for the AEW section. Uh, We'll have another quick break on Jax if you're listening on Jax. If you're not, why not? Get on it. Uh, Because if you were, you'd be listening to some Chris Cornell and some Coheed in Cambria right now, before we head into the rest of the world.
1: Double C, double C.
0: All overseas, mate. Righto, and we're back at the final part of the show. We're going to talk uh very briefly some news for the rest of the world. We're gonna recap a show that me and Jay went to the weekend. And we'll finish off the only place to end it all, really, is with Ric Flair's last match. We'll have a quick rundown of the show there and we'll talk a little bit about that. So first up then, we'll recap very briefly, because I know most people don't know what the hell we're talking about. Uh TNT Ignition, All Eyes on Me. So this is our local promotion that me and Jay go to sometimes in Liverpool. Uh they had their sort of more family-friendly sort of Sunday afternoon show. And they basically put the title on a crazy northeastern wild man. Yeah,
1: the jacks that
0: that eat himself. Friend of the podcast. You can if you go back in the feed, you can check out our interview with him uh, from earlier. Was it last year? Uh, no, it was earlier this year. It's it, it all blends into one now. COVID's fuck my timeline. Um, yeah, so we interviewed him earlier this year. He's an absolute gent, lovely guy to talk to. Uh, like proper student of the game, like bodybuilder, he does everything. He he's he is the Jack Stack Daddy. He is everything you want him to be. He um he annihilated Luke Kessler because the other big the news on the show Joe Kessler, sorry, the other big news in the show was that Cameron Solas, who was the current TNT Nation champion, had to vacate the title due to injury. Uh yeah. And then the final bit of news after winning the belt, Shreddy announced that he was entering flawless victory, which that means nothing to a lot of people. It's basically the blood sport style event that's taking place it's, in August.
1: Yeah, it's like a, essentially a hard man tournament. Um, so the ropes, they're going to have chain ropes and it's going to be like more like MMA. MMA. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fucking great.
0: Winner's getting a title uh, shot as well the, the next night at the main. Yeah, I, I think that's absolute
1: grave danger of Shreddy Winter. <laughs>
0: So, yeah uh that's that's the tnt recap real quick uh the show was really fun if you're in liverpool and you you're after some indie wrestling tnt you can do a lot worse it's a really good show well, especially i actually i think i might prefer the addition shows because i think the i think the the sort of the atmosphere is really fun at them and i think the i think the talent in the ring is, is phenomenally underrated yeah
1: yeah um um the other thing as well, sorry, I'm just trying to find, find the announcement on my phone with the announcement today, is if you want to watch TNT, you can. Yes. Now, on Pro Wrestling TV or PWTV, um, TNT announced that as of, well, when this goes out today, the 9th of August, that um, they are going to be exclusively streaming. Yeah, that's next week. Uh, oh, it's
0: on- the 2nd of August as this goes out.
1: Oh, sorry. On the, why am I saying that? Before? Anyway, on the 9th of August, um, that it, they're going to be on uh, pro wrestling TV. Um, and it, that's, that's a free service as well. So yeah. you can stream for free. It's, they free, also have it's, some really,
0: it's free. Real estate. Yeah.
1: yeah you, they also have some other really good promotions on there. Like triple a, um, what are wrestling? who have had some pretty awesome shows. Uh, it's also control your narrative, so not everything's great. <laughs> can't, can't have it all, can you? Well, <laughs> uh, being a, you might like controlling your narrative. You might, like might that might like that big season. Um, who city am is, I to definitely, uh, would be worth a lot of people's time. At, at the so, very
0: least, you can you can list you can watch the shows that we blather on about on here, which is quite nice.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, as we as TNC say, as we've. Said like they are like one of the best kept secrets in the UK wrestling scene, like such a good promotion, yeah. Um,
0: we're we're, we're a bit biased because we (laughs) watch it quite a lot, but it it is always a good fun. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it, yeah. Right, moving on. Uh, one last piece of news, probably go into the recap. Um, Stardom has announced creation of an IWGP women's championship to be defended in Japan and also in the US at New Japan Pro Wrestling events, yeah. So, this is, um, so, Stardom's had like they've been like a sister company to New Japan for quite a while. But well, this is the first time they've well, ever like they're they're
1: owned by the same like parent company, Bushi Road.
0: Yeah, uh, but, this, but the first, are... this is the first time they've committed to actually having a full-time women's title in New Japan.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy like that. They've not really progressed with that, isn't it? Like, I yeah, know, well, I know they had on Wrestle Kingdom a couple of Stardom matches um the last like two years. Um well, it it's it is crazy that like they've literally they're like in their fiftieth year announcing this. Yeah. Uh, but
0: hey, better late than never I suppose.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: No no uh, word no word as of yet about when it's gonna be when the first champion's gonna be crowned, where it's gonna happen, what the the sort of format's gonna to be to crown a champion. None of that's been announced yet. All we know is the title is here and it's coming.
1: Mercedes say these bananas, a free agent, true that,
0: uh, yeah. So keep an eye on that, and we'll uh hopefully bring you more on that as we as we know as we find out. Uh, right, we're gonna have one last break, uh, we're gonna have a little bit of nirvana on the Jacks radio, and then we're gonna go into a little recap of last night's Rick Flair's last match pay per view. So see you in one second, and we're back, right? We're gonna very quickly. Run down and recap the card for the Ric Flair's last match that took place last night. This was, as I was just saying to you before we started recording, Jay, this felt very much like a, a sort of spiritual successor to something like All In. It was like a sort of indie mega show.
1: Yeah, well, it, it was promoted by um, Conrad Thompson, who obviously, the and uh, Jim Crocker promotions, who obviously, is a big part of StarCast, which the first one was All In weekend. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, they've they did a really good job. Um, I watched the whole show this afternoon. It was really fucking good. Like,
0: Interestingly, you had talent from Impact, AEW, even WWE, New Japan, like from all over the place. So talent from literally everywhere on the show.
1: Yeah. So Tony Schiavone said in the main event that we've got like on one side, Ric Flair and a current AEW wrestler against a guy who works for, currently works for WWE. As a producer and um, an AEW wrestler, yeah, which says it all, really. Um, it was it was weird. Like there was there was a lot of um, a lot of like legends at ringside. Like DDP was there, Undertaker was there, and Michelle McCool was there, Mick Foley uh, was there, Foley was there with his lads. Um, Bret Hart was there, but yeah. you only saw him after Flair's match. He didn't go to in the crowd for some reason. <laughs> um, and among others. Uh, what was weird was as well was Flair's family. So like Conrad Thompson, um and his wife, uh, Megan and um, Wendy Rick's wife Rick's wife. but Charlotte wasn't, but he said she was in attendance. All oh, right. So okay. Maybe she, she wasn't the last shown.
0: Like it's like a thing in it. Yeah,
1: but they've got Undertaker and Folio under contract. Yeah,
0: but they're not like current I don't know. It's weird, isn't it uh, right, we'll, we'll run down the card real quick. Well, a
1: bit. Felt a bit shit. And also they had Cody do like a video package yeah. for it. Um amongst others. But yeah. Excellent show. Let's talk about right,
0: it. Yeah, let's talk about the card. So first off we had the Bunkhouse Battle Royal. Did not feature Bunkhouse Butch, sadly. No. It did, it did feature, feature It did feature Sim Bodie, Cowboy James Storm, Bully Ray, Crowbar, Crimson, Ricky Shane Page, El Gringo Loco, Fanny Pack Kid, Big Damo, Wolfie D, and Commander.
1: Yeah, and uh, oh, yeah. there was there was a GCW invasion in that match as well.
0: Yeah, um, and it was won by Mance Warner who last eliminated Bully Ray, sitting the victory. Yeah.
1: Apparently, all the GCW guys went after Bully Ray.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> mean, this reason. this this seems thing, like again we talk about this being a, spil- a spiritual successor to All In. This feels like a spiritual successor to the Over the Budget battle role.
1: Yeah, I um I I didn't actually see the pre show. Um, I I will probably try and check it out because I, I like good battle royal. Um, but it was a there there was a, there was a lot of talent on there. Interestingly, Ricky Shane Page was representing progress in this.
0: Yes, he was. Yeah,
1: which was okay. I, I mean, I'm I'm not going to complain if Ricky Shane Page is some more progress shows because no. we all love the Death Match Study.
0: Um, right then, next up. A match this is the match I want to see. I've not seen it yet, I'll get around to it eventually. Uh, the wolves tagging together for the first time in a good while, I believe, mm-hmm. taking on the Motor City Machine Guns. That's Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. The wolves, of course, being Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards. Um, and yeah, I mean, this was billed as it, a tag it, team dream bang match. match, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, Scott. So, one thing they did with the show which was really good was, um. They can. They kept like bringing out different like commentators from di- who represented different companies. So they had Scott Demol come out for this one.
0: Oh, um, nice.
1: And then he was like, he said, like they've literally only ever wrestled one match together before, and that was twelve years ago. Yeah. Um. It, it was a really fun match. Really good opener. Um. Alex Shelley looked like he hit his knee on the. Yes,
0: f- apparently, word is Alex Shelley might be a bit hurt after this. So,
1: hopefully, he, he did, the, he did the, the skull and crossbone. So, like the neck of frog splash. Yeah. Come, and as Shelly landed on the frog splashes, he like landed like, really hard on his knee. And he was like rolling around holding his knee pretty much like uh, after. But yeah, he, looked, um, he was in a lot of pain. Hopefully, he's okay.
0: The guns pick up the win. Um, yeah, pretty, yeah. Great, great match. Can't look, look forward to watching that. Uh, next up, um, Killer Cross versus Harry Smith. Anything did say about that. Um, it's fine. It was literally Cross One. I'm guessing he looked pretty dominant throughout. It
1: it was pretty much uh, Davy Boy Smith Junior. and Cross were both just no selling cytos suplexes, cross it like that. Air that um like forearm straight to the back of the head that he does, which he's now calling the quickening. Which right don't reference Highland to Cross. Come on, mate. <laughs> no one likes that. Um, um, also, Davy Boy Smith Junior. really looks like Cody Rhodes now because he bleaches his hair.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. Right. Next up, uh, we had Thecashner versus Alan Angels versus Nick Wayne versus John Gresham in a four way match. Was tremendous. Yeah, I can imagine this is a pretty good one. Uh, uh, Gresham won by pinning Alan Angels to, and it was announced afterwards that he now earns a shot at the Progress World Champion. This wasn't yeah, well, official stipulation,
1: but well, during the entrances, they said this this is a number one contenders match for the Progress title.
0: Oh, right. Uh, okay.
1: But, like he literally like it hadn't been quite like previously announced. It was just announced before this. Uh, really good. Uh, what what was cool was uh, Ricka Bonnie was on commentary for this. Yes. Um, and he he literally just went. Let's address the elephant in the room. Jonathan Gresham got a really uncertain future right now, which makes me think that maybe he's not been released by AEW.
0: Yeah. Maybe but, they can There's not been an official word has there from anyone. So,
1: no, it makes me think maybe they've just given him kind of like garden leave or something to so just kind of figure it, figure like get his head straight, figure out what he needs to like what he wants to do, and then yeah, go from there. Um, Gresham looked tremendous in this. This was a really, really good match. All four guys looked awesome. Yeah, uh, Takesh did doing a lot of murders on Alan A. just took the brunt of everybody's offense,
0: yeah. Sweet. Right. Moving on. Uh, Ricky and Kerry Morton. Kerry Morton being the son of Ricky Morton versus Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman Jr. So this was kind of billed as like the Rock and Roll Express versus the Horseman. Yeah. Aff- effectively. Um. Yeah. Um. Again. Fun match. Yeah. Fun match. It sounds sounds like it was a good like bit of a nostalgia trip, but like with young talent mixed in as well. Uh, Brock on uh, Anderson was out there as well at ringside. Yeah. Um. How it- could how could Ricky Morton still go?
1: Oh, Ricky Morton's just like eternal he's great I, I I hope that when Ricky Morton decides he wants to call it that he gets a pay-per-view like this yeah because he's fucking awesome I love Ricky Moore uh, right uh,
0: we're gonna have to we're gonna have to move through really quickly because we're desperately running yeah. out of time um Ray Phoenix Bandido vs Black Taurus versus Radio Kid match of the night oh easy yeah, yeah. yeah I'll definitely be checking that one out sounds amazing uh Impact World Championship match Josh Alexander vs Jacob Fatu.
1: this was tremendous um this was really good. Uh, it did end in a no contest because um, the uh, major wrestling pod, figure podcast, so that's Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, and Smart Mark Sterling, came out and attacked them um, both men.
0: Oh, fair. Uh, Top heels, uh, coming out and ruining the match for everyone. Yeah, that works. D-
1: DDP, uh, then, well, Smart Mark Sterling's up for Jade, really, because, you know... Yeah, he loves it. He, he loves getting next to apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and DDP hit a diamond cutter on Mac um, Cardona. Oh, fair. Funny thing about that is I think DDP might have gone the toilet or sort of missed the spot.
0: He's <laughs> just climbing over people's chairs to get to the... Fair. <laughs> um, right, Marshall and Ross, the Von Eriks, taking on the Briscoes, them boys.
1: This was really good. This was a really good match. i guess
0: this, this was a hard-hitting match? Was this? Uh... It it was basically the Briscoes doing a lot
1: of murders. Um the von Eric's a really cool team. It was the first time I've actually seen them wrestle um properly. I've seen them like have like a gimmick match in MLW. But th- there was a really good like spot where um the Briscoes went for redneck boogie and um Marshall and Ross like managed to reverse it, throw Jay out and then got um got Mark Briscoe in the iron claw and oh, nice. like like, oh fuck like it's over. Like Mark Briscoe was like dead. And Jay just came in and just murdered everybody. Fair. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, right. Next up, Knockouts Championship match, Jordan Grace versus diona Perazzo versus Rachel Ellering. Interesting match. Obviously, um Grace and Ellering used to be a tag team. parazo mm-hmm. and Grace have, have had some wars as well. Yeah, top women's action. I mean, this is the only women's match on the card, so you know it's, it's they had they had faith in it to put it where they put it.
1: hmm This was really good. Um Rachel Ellering looked like I think she might have sprained her ankle quite early on in the match. Um she went for like a uh, Jordan, Grace went for like a roll up and on on it and kind of like landed on her ankle. Oh right, okay. Uh, it looked it looked upsetting. Um, she did she did manage to finish. Um, but yeah, it was a really really good match. Um, all three women looked awesome.
0: Cool. And then the main events: Ric Flair and Andrade El versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I mean, this is just bonkers, isn't it? Like. Oh. I've seen, out. I mean, it's Where not enough. I mean, there's not enough, we'll have to just be real quick on it. Um, there's not enough to say about it, really. I mean, Ric Flair bled, obviously, because of course he was going to.
1: Ric Flair faked a heart attack at one point um, while he was like bleeding all over The Undertaker and Michelle McCool. Oh, um, we, tri-
0: we triple A now, mate. It's fine. Yeah. There
1: the, the was a bit, there the was literally like the finish was Conrad Thompson throws Andrade like a pair of brass knuckles uh, after like Mike Keogh, that ate a super kick from Jay Lethal. Um and then Andrade he's like, Oh, I'll do it, we'll get next to do it. And he like hands them to Flair and Flair's like dead. Like I thought he was fucking dead or he'd have a stroke or something. I genuinely was like, Oh my god, it I I said to you before we started this, if I had been watching that live, I would have thought I was seeing a man die. Yeah, fucking It got out. really uncomfortable. Um Flair just about gets up, lamps Jarrett with the knuckles, um, locks in the figure four and collapses.
0: So, so, though- so this the bleacher boss oh, commentary reading here basically said it felt less like a celebration of one of the greatest of the star forms ever seen, and more like the extended cut of the film The Wrestler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a brilliant analogy. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it it was really fucking uncomfortable at the end, um, and like l- literally, like the after flare one, you you see Andrade like cradling him like he's dying in a war film. Fucking and, hell. Like, fucking feeding him water. <laughs> just come then, back.
0: Come back, Rick. Go away from the light. Yeah.
1: I, I. It Literally, it's like he didn't know where he was. And then you see him stand up and he kind of smiles. He's like, all right, he knows where he is now. And th- they just didn't bother to get back in the ring. He he's, he uh, goes around. He gives Undertaker, Mick Foley and Bret Hart all hugs. Uh, Bret Hart was proper like, into it as well. He's like,
0: yeah! It's like the most ha- like animated I've seen Bret Hart in years. I'm gonna um, have to. I'm gonna have to watch this. I think. I think everyone. This sounds like a it, bit of a spectacle, even if it was uncomfortable.
1: I honestly, I thought it was a really good show. Yeah. Um. The the Rick Flair match was. Oof, Jesus, <laughs> I don't want to ever watch that again. Although Jeff Jarrett's entrance was
0: tremendous. But there was so much talent on the card, wasn't it? It was. It was a
1: stacked card. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could do a lot worse than. Watching like the actual undercard card the match like forget about the the Ric Flair's last match like the actual matches that were on on the undercard like Josh Alexander Joseph Fazi was great um Chris Von Eriks was awesome both four way matches were fantastic um and the Motor City Machine Guns in the Walls were, were and the, the women's triple threat like yeah. the, the one, there was something for everyone on that card that was a really really fun show. Awesome. Um,
0: uh, right, we're going to have to wrap it up there because we are desperately yeah. out of time. But yeah, thank you very much, Jay, for that for that one-man rundown of a show that I haven't seen. It was excellent. You did the Lord's work there. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You watch it later. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to watch that probably tomorrow now. Uh, I can't yes. wait. Uh, right, yeah, so thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week, same again, uh, with all your wrestling news and roundups. Uh, as always, stay safe, enjoy your wrestling, and we'll see you all real soon. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Hausen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Hausen. <laughs>